Please have your seats and um, turn the Bibles with me. Psalm 24 verse 1, very quickly, 1 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2 and verse 7. Last two weeks, I started teaching on the subject stewardship. And then last week, because of Father's Day, I had to do Father's Day message. Today, I want to complete, oh, sorry, continue because it's likely I'll do a three parts on stewardship. Now, sometimes you hear people say things like, well, it is mine and I decide how and when to give it. Tell somebody it's a lie. You don't own anything. You don't own anything. You don't own anything. Amen. I mean, sometimes like some of the medical conditions are describing, you, you, you go into a medical situation. Sometimes, you, some of you, you think money is everything. It's not everything. Amen. People have money. They want what you have here this morning. They don't have. Just the joy. Just the happiness. Just the excitement of life. I met somebody I was praying for. And whilst I was praying, the Spirit of God opened my eyes and I began to describe his heart through his esophagus, through the stomach. I saw something that shocked me. I saw that there was a tube from his throat connecting to the heart and his intestines, half of it, were tubes. And this guy drives a bus drive. He drives the bus, the church bus, to pick people every morning. Tubes. You are fine. You want us to whistle to call you. You want us to beg you to do things for God. It is a clear case of understanding. So I want to do a quick recap. Let's do a summary of what we did last week. Two weeks and then developing the mindset of a steward. Developing the mindset of a steward. Psalm 24 verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. The world and those who dwell in it say, I belong to God. I can't hear you. Say, I belong to God. Say, my life belongs to God. All that I have belongs to God. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 and 2. And then we'll read verse 7 as well. First Corinthians. First Corinthians, the book of Corinthians chapter 4. It reads, let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Verse 2, that's where my emphasis is. And then verse 7. It says, moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. So what Paul is saying is that, number one, if you come to accept that your life belongs to God, it is not enough. The second thing you must do is that you must be faithful with what is not yours but belongs to God. Faithfulness is key. Amen. Say faithfulness. It says it is required in stewards, in people who are custodians of what is not theirs. What is not theirs, sorry. Custodians, owners, keepers of what is not theirs. They are keeping it for somebody. The Bible says that it is required that you remain what? Faithful. You'll be found faithful. Let's go to the verse 7. I love the verse 7. I just love the verse 7. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 7. It says, for who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you have not received? Mm. Your life this morning, you received it. Everything you have, you received it. He said, what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? Number three, it means that you can't talk about stewardship without humility. Stewardship means you are a caretaker. 
Stewardship means that you must be faithful. Stewardship requires that you must be humble. If you are not humble, that's where you walk in pride. Now, when we talk about the subject of pride, maybe one day I will just break it down. But pride shows in various ways. Sometimes people think that it is those who speak highly. No, attitude. Sometimes even the way you look at somebody can be talking about pride. Some of us, the way we look at people. And then in Africa, for, oh sorry, in Ghana, there is what we call kasenchi. They are all issues of pride. Believers don't do that. The Bible calls it in the book of Colossians, cause joking. You tease people. Some of you, there are people around you. You have given them code names. It's a sin. Stop it. Stop it. Listen, I have learned some things in this life. You are not better than anybody. You are not what? You may be privileged today. But life is not all about today. I have seen people with these eyes. They were nobodies when we were in school. I remember secondary school, form three or form four. There was a guy in our class. He couldn't even write his name. They were just promoting him on trial. He was always on borderline. Today, he is the Ghana consulate to Canada. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And one time we were conversing. I said, Billy, how far is that, Charlie? I want to show all those people who were laughing at me. I said, it's not necessary. Don't, don't look down on people. The fact that it's better for you today doesn't mean you will be on top forever. This life, eh? This life. Have you seen that there are flat land and there are hills? That is how this life is. Today, if you are on the hill, if you are wise and you are thinking of your future, help those who are down there so that when they go, get up and you are down, they will also help you. Amen. 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 And you too, who is down? Allow yourself to be helped. So when we talk about stewardship, Paul said that we must be faithful. And then number two, we must acknowledge that whatever we have is not for us. This scripture just came to me. First Corinthians 6, 19. It says, you are not your own. 19c. He was talking about the body, which is the temple of God. Can we read that? First Corinthians 6, verse 19. 19. I, 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 it just came to me strongly. Let's... 619 says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? You don't belong to yourself. Friday night, some of you, you didn't show up in half night service because the weather was cold. I won't say the rest. There is something that makes me come into your presence. I help her. And you were singing the other way. There is something that made me stay in bed because the weather was cold. The Bible says, whatsoever you sow to, you will reap. Amen. Most of you, I was expecting to see most of you. But you, the weather was cold. I don't, come on, come on. Are you salt that as soon as it rains, you become scarce? Interestingly, even salt is mined from water. Salt is mined from water. Let's stop that. Stewards are what? Faithful. Now, if you don't have or own your life, don't you go to where the owner of your life wants you to be? Come on, come on. Let's do some simple arguments. You go to where the owner. Church, let me help you to understand something. Everybody sitting here and watching me, about 10, 12 people watching me online, we all have needs, true or correct. 
we all have needs but if you want to follow your need you will do things that later you will not be proud of trust God tell somebody trust God so this, is, this was my introduction I said God in creating the universe and the human race designed man to take care of designed man to take charge of it not as owners but as caretakers tell your neighbor you are God's caretaker and ask them are you doing it well what is the answer ask them ask them ask them can I drop some bomb here all the souls out there sometimes you see them oh don't mind them they are Sakawa boys their salvation is in your hands are you doing it well that is faithfulness are you being faithful some of us we are so blinded by our needs we can't see anybody else you you remain for a long time because even Job, Job 42 the Bible says and when Job prayed for his friends the Lord turned his captivity around seek the welfare of people also be determined that this week by the end of Sunday you are coming to church, you are not coming alone how many of us will be faithful to do that I am, come on wave, wave if you are be faithful you must how many of us will do that? You are not coming alone. Sunday evening, I'm coming with somebody. And please, stop inviting those who go to other churches. You have guys in your life, young ones especially. There are guys around you, your friends, boys, boys. You know they don't go anywhere. And this morning, as you are here, they are just sleeping and watching TV. And some are doing something else. Be faithful and reach out to them. So we said that God in creating the universe and the human race designed man to take charge. Not as owners, but as caretakers. So we looked at stewardship. We said stewardship means to hold something in trust for someone. Simply means you are not the owner of what you have, but a caretaker. Irrespective of how you acquired or got it. Even the children, we, that is why the Bible says train up a child in the way they should go. They are not our own. God will give you children so that you keep them in trust for him. Is that not what the Bible says in Psalm 127? Yes. They are inheritance from the Lord. They are not our own. So don't give us and say, no, 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 me, my children. Uh, yesterday I was out of town. My son knew too well. He couldn't stay at home. This is what your father do and you must do it. This is what your father does and you must do it. Hallelujah. He knows he had to go to evangelism. Those who went, did you see him? Did you see him? He was there. This boy has been learning for six months of his life. He should say, Papa, I need to rest. How much sleep can you sleep? Excuses will kill you. We are caretakers. God owns it all and we manage it for him. The ownership of God is not just about material things. We have established that. Number one is about our life. Say my life. I can't hear you say my life. This message, I won't shout it. It's a practical thing. So we will do it together. Today we are preaching together. You don't own your life. God owns it. We have established that. And so we look at the fact that every Christian is a steward of all that God has given us. And we said that there are three areas of stewardship. Do you remember? Three areas. And we looked at one. Property stewardship. The first property we talked about is your body. 1 Corinthians 1, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 tells us. Don't you know? So from today, 
if the devil tells your mind that it is my life, I will do what I want. Tell him you lied. Amen. In fact, my study of theology has taught me that nobody is an atheist. No, 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 no. It's not true. It's a statement, as a word that has just been coined. Look, God is seen everywhere. Everywhere. That's just by the way. So we look at property stewardship. And so we said the first property is your life, your body. It belongs to God. That is why when you read the book of Leviticus, one of the most difficult books, people think it's Revelation, but it's Leviticus. Very difficult to understand. Because everything written in there is talking about what we call in theology, typology. It's a type of something. Some are not the actual thing. Some are, but most of the things. That is why God says that you shall not do tattoo. Because the body is not for you. Today, Papa is straying into gray areas. If you have a tattoo, you did it long ago. Repent in your heart and trust God that one day you wake up and it is gone. If you can't do anything to cover it for the rest of your life. Because the temple of God cannot have... The Bible uses, I love the NIV. It says you shall not do any deep engravement on your body. For it is the temple of God. Amen. Today is the order of the day. And you see blacks, we copy blindly. Most of these whites you see, like those of us who love wrestling, I love wrestling. Who loves wrestling mania here? I love it. I just love it. I just love it. Abba. I love it. <laughs> you know why I love it? You think it's violent, but it's all scripted. It's acting. That's why they tell you, don't do this at school or at home. Because they've written a script, they are acting. You see him hitting the guy, he is not hitting him. It's a camera. Of course, sometimes they are accidents. You see all these wrestlers, their entire body, but it is not tattoo, it's painting. They can just go and wash it. Ghana boy, you see it, and then you take yourself. Because when the machine is pecking, it's painful. It's painful. And then you draw a face, and some of them have written under it, Jesus. Why did you see him? At least, even if you do it, paint your own face because you look like him. I mean, come on. So, your body belongs to God. Say, My body belongs to God, and I'm a caretaker. That is why you must take care of yourself. You bath well. You smell good. You take care of your your, your teeth. I was going to say tooth. Uh, all of us here have more than 28. Even my mother has plenty. Last week I was talking to her and I was looking into her mouth. <laughs> I was just looking whether there was plenty. And there's plenty there. My mother is blessed and I'm blessed. Ah, she's 83. I will be times two. I'm sowing into her life. You have no idea. Long life is sweet. She's just there. Sometimes I can see her sleeper and she's bored. Do you believe that there can be that kind of life for you? Yes. She sleeps. Ah, oh, sorry. I'll be calling the monster. Why are you bored? 
and yet she lacks nothing. God is bringing you there. But you must take care of your body. You go and buy. It's okay. It's okay. Some of you, adult babies, you buy Cerillac. There is milk in it already. There is sugar in it already. But you still pour. Okay, look, look at each other. Just look at it. You know what I'm talking about. And then you still pour milk into it. And then you add sugar. Now, diamond, you are dying. You keep to take care of your bodies. I mean, these are things you don't hear from church because we assume that. But the church folks are dying too young. Yesterday or two days, yesterday we we're going to Accra. I saw Adobishwari, 26. 26. How? And it was not an accident. So I was asking the guy, he said, no, oh, he just fell sick shortly. And he that and Pastor Abna tells me again, we really need Pastor Abna to give us a talk. He said, these days, the kidney failure, it's in the ages between 17 and 23. How? Because Alomo, how? Daddy Joy, how? Mommy Joy, how? Odido, you everything you are just drinking. Take care of your body. It doesn't belong to you. Take care of yourselves. See, these wise people who even did alcohol, the one they drink, it doesn't harm them. Look at the one we drink. The alcohol we drink, pour it and light matches. It, so can you imagine what it does in your body? You, you pour, I, I, I mean, I used to, when we used to live with our grandmother in the village, when, during the rainy season, you know a lot of flies come around. All we do is to pour the, the pot like that in front of the door, in the middle, and, the, and all the house flies will run away. And then you are drinking this into your body. Everybody, look up, look up, look up. I'm talking about alcohol. It's against your body. It is an abuse. It is like somebody giving you your car, and because it's not for you, you drive it in and out. Your body is God's car. Take care of that body. Amen. Hard substance, drugs. You don't do it. It doesn't matter how high you feel. What kind of high is this? That after three, four hours, you come low again. What kind of high is this? You don't need it. Look, if it is high you want... When we were children, they taught us free high. 10, do 10, do 12, do 20. Cows are me to be crap. My high. Me who lend that team, you know. Me who pass the mark. Come on, if that is what you want, do it. Spin, spin, spin. Some of you too, you are height phobia. Just climb a story building and stand there, look at you will be high. You'll be high. You don't need to sniff super glue. You don't need drugs, hard substance that are destroying your body. If you admit that the body is not for you, you will not abuse it. Some of you too, your problem is meat. I know somebody who used to buy bread those days, two CDs of bread and the next instruction you hear is Cut it into two. <laughs> he knows himself. 
It says cut it into two. It says fry eggs. Five. Put it in it. Put trophy two. The tail. Spread it on it. And then put mayonnaise and uh, what's that? Tomato ketchup on it. Because you are the one who worked for it. Uh, when I was struggling, where were you? You were buying sickness for yourself. You would die. Be moderate in everything. Amen. Some of you too. You eat too much carbohydrate. Morning, kenke. Afternoon, yam. Evening, fufu. Come on. See, after 30, you really don't need all that. After 30, listen, and if you want to make something out of your life, cut down on eating. I've been saying this, the average Kenyan spends 76% of his income on food. Now, if you are just buying food, eh, you earn 10,000, no, sorry, you earn 10 CDs, and you spend 7 seven CDs, 60 pesos on food, what will 2 CDs, 40 pesos do for you? After 30, Charlie, I mean, my father-in-law told me, he said, and he gets heavy kinky, get good fish, get pepper and onions, eat. I mean, now even the economy has taken us there. It's either 001, 101, or 100. Eat. Just look for one heavy meal. Today, one bowl of kinky, how much? Just eat. And some of you, I know it's not enough, but try Try, try. So take care of your body. So when we talk about property, stewardship, number one, is your body. Take care of your body. Take care of your body. Amen. Sisters, it is not true that you use what you have for what you want. It is not true. You don't have anything. So don't use it for what you want. You don't have it. I was reading a work on, and I was shocked. They call it social prostitution. Grace. Now prostitutes don't need a harem. It's just a phone call away. You, if you are looking for a prostitute in a place, you won't find. And again, the shocking part, the age group, 16 to 26. Everywhere. And they are now operating under various names. Some are called escorts. Escorts, are you a car? I used to think an escort was a police van. <laughs> eh? They are policing. So you see young ladies in church, they are not doing any job, but they are weak. But they are shoe. Amen. You don't love me for what I'm preaching. Uh, even if you don't love me, I'll say it. Because it will bless you. Take care of your bodies. The Bible says, don't you know that it is the temple of the Holy Spirit that lives in you? So we can't talk about property uh, stewardship without talking really about the body first. So we talked about property stewardship and this is what I said. I'm sorry I've spent a lot of time here but I'll move on. So the Bible mentions property managers or stewards several times, especially in the gospel. Jesus mentioned it several in Matthew 25 alone. We have about two there. The parable of the, the virgins and then the parable of the talents. He talks about stewardship. People who take care and you must take care of your body. A steward works for the owner, that is God, through the following, serving him faithfully with our lives. So your life is for God. Number two, we said serving him faithfully with our 
what giving give give to the things of God amen understand that that money you got it is still God who helped you and you must give him part of that money don't just pay tight and say well I'll pay tight it's not enough go ahead go the extra mile so we talked about our lives we talked about giving and we talked about our time give God your time not your spare time your not your what do you, do you remember the scripture we read in 1 Corinthians 4 7 it said what do you have that you did not receive that time you received it from God use it to serve him use it hallelujah and we talked about income or salary, profit or gift. Don't say, Pastor, you don't know how I struggled. In the name of Jesus, next year by this time, you will buy a car that even if an elephant passes by, the alarm will not go off. The owner knows. You won't say amen. <laughs> it is well with your souls. I see brand new cars everywhere. Uh-huh. That's what the church says. Amen. Brand new cars. It's not ticked. You pay for it. What are you doing to pay? So we say your salary, when you are paid, it's not all for you. Don't just be looking at a rent, light bill. Yes, tight is your spiritual obligation. But in love, in love, say love. You marry somebody's daughter to your house. Your responsibility is to feed her. That is not all. To show her that you loved her. Beyond the feeding, you do something else for her. I can't hear you, man. Is it because there are few married people here? So don't say, I paid my tithe. So, no, if you love God, you go beyond. Amen. And all of us men here whose wives have not celebrated your birthday yet. By decree, I decree, I decree. If their birthday will fall within the fasting, postpone. This year, celebrate it for them. Take them out. If you can't take them out, they are caterers in this church. Engage them to cook good food and eat from morning till evening. It's all right. It's all right. One is on the 17th, we know, of next month. And not then your father, you are in trouble. You must, you must organize a party. And I am an invited guest. Automatic. Do that. Hmm? Stop calling your wives at dawn and telling them, honey, you know that things are not good. If they are good, I will show you. I will, I will do you good. What, what can't you do? do? Plan. That's why you plan. Plan your life. If you value this young woman, if you value this old, sorry, show them love in the same way you show God love lands, houses people give their houses to God you are straight, you are surprised people are giving properties to God I know a pastor in so many he was telling me a church member gave him 10 acres of land young man like you pastor it's your gift I, don't bring me in gifts. Let's finish the work of God first. Amen. 
So we talked about the fact that God expects us to do these things and do them well. So last two weeks we looked at property ownership. Amen. Can you let's look at the scripture Matthew 10 32 to 39. Matthew 10 32 to 39. Then I'll move to point two. Matthew 10 32 to 39. Property kind of stewardship. He said, therefore, whoever confessed me before men, him I will also confess before my father who is in heaven. That's serious. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my father who is in heaven. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. Simply means the word. Don't go far. Before you walk around with a dagger in your pocket. He's talking about. No, but what Jesus was simply saying is that the word I brought, if you are following that word, it will put your priority above everything. You will make him and his things your priority. Amen. Do not think I came. So move on, move on with the sword. For I have come to set a man against his father. And this is where a lot of people don't get it. God is not saying that go and fight with your father. He's simply saying that put him first. He's your spiritual father. Put him first before any other father comes. Now I've heard and seen videos. People have sent me videos about a Catholic priest who was preaching and saying that when you are going to pay your tithes in church and you see a hungry person by the roadside, you can give him the tithe. That is what the tithe is meant for. It's a lie. And I speak as a theologian. It's a lie. Pastor Mark, you owe me. Mm? When we were bringing the money, you saw my mother through the market and she was complaining I can't buy anything, my money is small and then he said, oh, it's your mother so I gave the money to her I will change your sleeping place see, Christianity is not that simple it's not for it's not simple it's not simple a lot of deception is going on that's why I see in the church of today look at the church in the past how many of you have heard of Harvard University? It's a church university. Today, look at how the church is even struggling to run primary schools. No, we need to cry. We are not sincere. Holy things are holy things. You don't touch them. You don't play. No matter the excuse, you're tight. And then, okay, like we are going to pay tight on a Sunday. Then Thursday, you hear a call from somebody in the area. Hey, Charlie, they are coming to lock the gate to and your... And say, ah, I don't have any money on me. All I have is my tithe. Who told you it's your tithe? It's God's money. Don't touch it. I, I like the way you are scratching your hair and removing things in your ears. Remove it and hear well. See, sometimes eh, we are tempted to save our face at the expense of our lives. Don't do that. It is bad business. You are tempted to save your what? Face instead of your life. Save your life. Moreover, moreover, let's put the thing where it is. If you knew you didn't have anywhere sleeping or anywhere to, you will see. Let me, I don't want to be misunderstood. Simple economics says resources are limited. 
we all don't have it all. But Charlie, what matters to you? You service it. Amen. Amen. Maybe let's assume your rent is 10 CDs. Every month, at least go and put two CDs there. They know you are what? Paying. Christians, let's stop this deception of, oh, some big money is coming. Big money never comes. What you get is what has come. Plan with what has come. Some of you, we are in June. It has not even ended. And your eyes is on the bonus that will come on December. That's what we do. Oh, December, there's going to be bonus. I will clear all my debt only to realize that December came, bonus came, but the debt is longer and taller than Afaja too. Tell somebody, plan, 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 plan. Listen, faith is not an enemy of planning, plan. Nobody will take you to court because you owe him when you have been paying it small, small. It is when you take your eyes off that one, they won't show you mercy. Amen. See, preaching is not supposed to let you feel good. It is supposed to heal you. So, property stewardship. You don't use all the things around you to say, well, pastor, that's why I cannot do that. I cannot do what I have to do. Some of you have told me personally, and I love that. Papa, we need money. We will, we will sow into the church. Please, that money will come. The little you have, sow. Sow it and let's move on. So that has to do with property. Today, I want to talk about the second thing. Kingdom stewardship. And I'm doing this in 20 minutes. We'll be out of this place. 20, 30 minutes, we'll be out of this place. Kingdom, say Kingdom. Now, what is kingdom? I want to talk about kingdom. Kingdom talks about the teachings of Christ. When the Bible says that, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, it's simply saying, seek ye first the teachings of Christ. What is the teachings of Christ? It is the life, it is a teaching that gives us life. It is the teaching that gives us an assurance of having life after death. Amen. So, when we talk about kingdom stewardship, we are simply talking about people who are interested in the work of God that it moves forward. David Solomon, every king and every leader in scripture and in the church is a steward, a caretaker. A king or a leader is like a manager whom, whom his master was set over his household. Luke twelve forty two. Ask your neighbor, are you learning something today? Ask them, ask them. What is their response? So number one, we have established on property. We are going to celebrate our 20th anniversary. It's a one-month program. Two years to come. It's not even two years again. It's one and a half years. By that time, most of you will buy cars. We will need the cars to run the programs. You will say, ah, Papa, my car. And when I talk about kingdom, I'm talking about people who are concerned about the work of God because the word of Jesus is being taught. Are you there? Luke 12, 42. And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his master will make ruler over his household to give them their portion of food in due season? Listen, this scripture, I don't want to shout this morning, but this scripture suggests that there is a portion of food 
And that word food simply means riches, well-being, and becoming great. You have a portion in greatness. I said you have a portion in... Say I have a portion. Listen, people are building houses. You will also build one. It doesn't matter where you build. The house is a house. You will build one. People are buying cars. You will buy cars. Missing charts, charts, charts. You will buy cars. So Jesus says that you are faithful. If you are faithful, you will get your due. You will get what is yours at the right season. So, what is he talking about? According to the Bible, every Christian is a priest. For you are a chosen generation, a royal. So when we talk about leaders in terms of stewardship, we are not talking about those of us who are sitting in front or those who stand here to preach. We are talking about the life, the word of God that has made you a leader. Say, I'm a leader. I can't hear you. Say, I'm a leader. Say, I'm a king. And say, I'm a priest. That's what the Bible says in Second Peter, right? Second Peter, one nine or so. For you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. You are a priest. You are a priest. So when we talk about these things, we are simply saying that people who must have a kingdom mindset, kingdom ownership, are the people who have been redeemed, who have been bought, who have faith and are saved because of Christ. You are supposed to take care of the kingdom you are in. I can't hear your amen. And I'm going to stay here for a while. You are supposed to take care of the kingdom you are you are supposed to take care of it. And Jesus, this is what Jesus said. He said, and the Lord Jesus said, who then is the faithful and wise caretaker whom his master will make the ruler over his household to give them their portion of food in due season? What Jesus is saying is that as a leader, as a priest and the king of your life and your empire God is about to give you, you must be faithful. What does it mean? What it simply means, I will spell it out in three words. Number one, all of us must have it at the back of our mind that the welfare of the church is on us. I didn't hear amen. The welfare of the church is on. Let's start from here. We start by giving good offerings. Yesterday I took public transport to Accra. I really enjoyed it. I had fun. I had fun. But when I got down from the car, if at a point in time I was even meet. And I was shouting, Ah, Shama, Shama, Shama. I was enjoying it. My brother was just looking at me quietly. He said, This guy is it's crazy. Now, this is it. From Akosomo to Accra, 30 cities. 30 zero. That is just to the station. Wherever else you are going, that 30 cities is not part. Why can you come to church and say, Because I gave offering? The church should run. In fact, if you really understood what Pastor Doris was sharing, the offering is a language telling God that this is what I did with my life and I'm thanking you with my life. After your life, this morning you woke up, you are alive. Hello? Hello, hello, hello. Won't you eat? Aren't you wearing dresses or clothes? 
you must take care and let's stop this thing. Let's stop. I've heard people try to say, oh, pastor, it's because we are not many. Hey, there was never a time when this church was thousand people when we built this. Hasn't. We've never been thousand. Never. We will get there. What I'm trying to let you know, whatever you see in this church is because people have decided to give to the church. We have two buses. Somebody bought it for us. I didn't get an amen. Two buses today. It went to mom and uh, somebody bought it. That's why I tell you that even gifts, they are not free. This pulpit, somebody bought it for us. The water dispensers behind, I will mention his name because of his, his of blessed memory. A brother one day came to church and saw how people were gathering around one small ice chest looking for money to uh, water to drink. After that, he just walked to me and said, Pastor, next week Sunday, don't bring the ice chest again. I said, huh? He said, I'll bring a bigger one. I was in the office when he, he came. Two boxes of water dispenser, electronic diffusers. There are two. I saw one up there and the way we are treating it. Jules, I told you to do some work with James up there. Mm. Because that's something I noticed with this church. Because some of us, we are not part of the people buying the things. We are not taking care of it well, and it hurts me. Today, walk to a shop and ask of how much a water dispenser is. We didn't buy you. Somebody bought it for us. Taking care of it too. Taking care of it too. This thing we should after church. Somebody, how much is this big rubber, sealed rubber? It's not even up to one city. Church, let's be good stewards. Amen. This puppet, how much? How much is this big rubber? After Sunday, it's not even up to five cities. Shoot rubber, how much is it? When I'm open, how much is it? It's a rubber case. Two cities. Come on, must everything be done from church coffers? Uh, because you have seen envelopes here, your eyes are, and uh, they got money, they got money. Who gave us the money? And Pastor I blame you when you said you have the opportunity to count the money, but you should have said how much we get. Can you imagine? Look at this auditorium we are in. You are watching, some of you don't even have Bibles, courtesy of the TVs here. You are not sweating as I'm sweating, courtesy of the fans. Very soon all that will change. We're even going to fix the air conditioners. And we'll fix it. By the grace of God. You to look for something and do. Look for it. All these things we use for media. Their biggest enemy is death. They were lost in a manual behind it. Every day, all they do is to cover it with cloth. And God is watching you. He said, look, just somebody's property. You can't keep it. How can I give you your own? Is that not what we say in G? You'll be there. Now also, oh dear. You'll be there and found him. Oh dear, no, Sanyankai. Where did you go? Hey, Bible. We need to understand these things, my brothers and sisters. That when we are kingdom stewards, we are concerned. And not just concerned. There is a word called responsibility. You take care of what is for the church. You don't come here and I've noticed it. And please, let's stop it. Last Friday I saw it. This says, 
This says, it is foam. Don't lie on it. Thankfully, the whole place is carpeted. Put a cloth somewhere. Fold the chairs. Because you have not bought any. Somebody bought and you are not taking care of it. It's a sin. We don't do the work of God like that. The amen is very few now. Because there's too much irresponsibility. Sometimes I've been watching us. And Pastor Mark and your team, I know you won't come and tell me our mixer. Because I've seen all the depth, the depth, those things have gathered up there. Even if we don't need them here, are we not going to plant branches? Must we take money to buy everything again? You see the shoe I'm wearing? I'm sorry. I'm not one of the pastors who brag about shoes. But you see this shoe I, I'm wearing? We bought it in the United States of America in July 2016. 2016. Every day you'll be buying shoes. Let me tell you, to the glory of God, everything you see me, most, most of the shoes I'm wearing, she used to live with us, she knows. I treat my shoes like I treat my body. I have a bag for every single shoe. After service, I'm going to take my time, remove my socks, open it, and leave it in an airy place for the air to because my I sweat a lot, even in the socks. Then at five, I will remove the socks, the papers, I will push them into it, I will put them in the bag, tie it. Because you know, dust is what destroys most of our property. So, you see what I told you that El Pafa. And I wear it. It's one of my favorite shoes. This is my wedding shoe. This is a shoe I wore for my wedding. 2016 to 2002. How many years? Come on, calculate. There are some of you, every month you buy a new shoe. It even shows the type of shoes you are buying. Matricle. Let's cultivate the habit of being responsible. My, my words may be harsh, but sometimes I'll be honest with you. I don't like the way we treat Chester. Because, you see, when it goes bad, this light here, I saw one. They opened it in December, one, one. And it is up there, all the internal things. And the case is lying somewhere. Then when we need it, they'll come and say, oh, Papa, it is spoiled. Where should I take the money from to buy? Shame to all of us. Let's repent. See, some of us, eh, sometimes it's not like, we, we, we don't talk about these things. There have been a watchman in this church from December till now. I pay him personally. Have I collected money from the church for a watchman? Personally. What work do I do? But when I pray for people and they bless me, I know I have a watchman at home I have to pay. I have a watchman at church. And if I tell you how much I pay every month, 2000 I pass that doing need a watchman. It is because you didn't buy the speakers. Like you, you won't even ask for a watchman, you ask for a watchman. Last time we took these things for servicing, how much did we pay? service you know we didn't buy new we just took this one two with a certain mixer also 
We bought it. We paid 12000 for just repairs. This microphone, microphone, eh? Ah, you are seeing me singing or we, we sing with it. Sometimes the sound is not good and you do your face. You, you know how much it is. One is 1500 So if you are the leader of such things and you can't be responsible, are you being a faithful steward? Come on, are you being a faithful? Lawson Emmanuel, I know that by the time I go up there again, all those things you people have left there will be put into proper shape. By the grace of God, we travel. Pastor Andrew, most churches are preaching. They don't have a quarter of the machines we have. And yet their sound is... Well, we know in Kong. How was their sound? Edwina, how was their sound? Did you see what we have? Maha, Perez, you were there. They don't have it. These things, we have not roofed. Sorry, we have not sealed. I mean, how much will a case, a leather case cause that young men... And yet, you will be quick to tell me we are not working and you are looking for a baby. You are not working, but you are looking for a baby. You think baby be morphed if they take service? Did I say that? Sorry. Baby, baby, and one is sicker. And come baby, get oh, come baby now. We here one day, oh, come baby. I was like, Hey, now baby, crazy. I'm on a serial. Let's grow up. Let's grow up. I preached in a church recently, 2,000 people. The altar was like this. The room is much about twice the size of this, up and down. And do you know what I saw? The sound perfect. It was just two monitors, there was no loudspeaker here. And yet I could hear myself. The microphone was like paper, not as heavy as ours. I went to a private wedding, I think three, a month ago. Huge place. All I saw was a laptop and two PV monitors on a stand. And yet, the, uh, uh, Derek, you know, you travel. Are we seriously being faithful stewards here? Some of you who are boyfriends and girlfriends to them, when I say it, you are angry that Papa talks to our guys anyhow. I'm helping you because this is how you will be treated when they take you home. This guy wakes up in the morning and you are not even awake, and he, he can't even ask you, Is everything all right? All he's asking, Don't you know I will go to work? Yeida. Some of you sisters, I pity you because all you are looking for is love. You're not looking for responsibility. And you, you will find love to notice that love is not all you need. In fact, there are more things you need. How did our parents survive in marriage when they didn't even know the couple? They didn't know themselves. How? Tells you that it's not all about love. I'm sure the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. We all carry a portion of it. You have it, I have it. Let's be responsible kingdom stewards. Ask your neighbor, did you hear that? And the media team, today I'm on you. Last year, when my wife was coming from holidays, she bought the church, the camera we are using. 
She bought it for us. It was a gift to the church. I called Pastor Mark. I said, Charlie, God has done it. Initially, she bought it for a project. And I said, oh. Then he said, take it. When we close and I show you how they package the camera, you will cry. You will cry. Because you didn't buy it. Is that how you treat your bedroom? Is that how you treat your things? As you close from church with the sweat, are you going to remove everything and add it to the ones you have kept in your wardrobe? Kingdom stewards act responsibly. And as for those things you guys have messed up up there, clean them and do it well. Because this year, convincing, I'm not buying anything. If there's anything to buy, it should be chairs. You can't take care of everything. Look at these guys who do event planning. They mount giant screens. Pastor Mark, Derek, is it not from place to place? Do their TVs break? We just moved out seven months. All our TVs got broken. Young ladies, these are the guys who you think about and your head is spinning. I don't care what you think. I've said it and I'll say it. These are the guys you look at and you're like, that is my guy. Which guy? A guy who can't even take care of one TV in his care. And some of you sisters, you are bad too. Because you can join. Decide that, look, after every service, when you bring the TV down, I will take it home. Because women are known to be better keepers of things. Who wrote any way that these things are for men? No wonder we live in a country where we want to build a national cathedral. And the cost of the cathedral, design alone, the tallest building in the world didn't cost 120 of that cost. Are we all right? And I'm not a politician. Pastor Mark, don't look at my face. Elias, don't look at my face. <laughs> These are the potential MPs in our church. Don't look at me. And Arnold and Ivan. Arnold, join a political party. I'm a godfather. I'll release you. Ivan, this week we have to go and register. Uh, see Auntie Becky. She says she wants to join. And this is so see Auntie Becky. And he says he's not going to be just a card-bearing member. He wants to sponsor. Uh, so that he will have a say. And I'll support you. <laughs> Let's be responsible. Everybody, look up. Look up. You see, you are all feeling very uncomfortable. There was a microphone stand here. Ezekiel, I'm on you. It had two legs <laughs> instead of three. I spoke about it. Instead of taking the thing to a welder, let them buy smooth iron rod, measure it, and weld it to it. We have removed it. Go up there. Who can go up there? It is there. Go, go and look at the dust the thing has gathered. Meanwhile, this thing, 1,500. See, you are surprised. 
if we will use all the income we have to service these things, can we get some to run the church? Oh, if you doubt, somebody should just climb, go to the last room. I know a guy who supplies carpet to event planners. Carpet, the roll. Every week, when he use the thing, he will take it to the laundry. They will clean and they put it in rubber. We have three carpets here. We've been using occasionally and interchangeably. Mr. Yangsen San, the big one. Go to the top, bring me one carpet. Do you know where it is kept? In a room where there is no window and there is no cover. Can we use such a carpet again? Choboy, we must build the church. See, sometimes if God is not visiting us, it's our attitude. Have you seen it? Is there a rubber on it? Yes or no? Shout. Hey, your voice has broke. Yes or no? Yes or no? See, Pastor Ma, how much did we buy one carpet? This was 2018. Before 2018. So we are always buying something new because we are not being responsible. Kingdom stewards are responsible. Lift up your right hand. Say with me in the name of Jesus. I repent of the attitude of indifference and unconcern in the name of Jesus. Today, everybody be responsible. Be responsible. Everybody, everybody. Everybody. Take interest in what you are doing. Some of you, this weak chest you sit on, you just sit and then you do that again and the chair is breaking. How can you sit on this aluminum chest and then you, you, you tilt in a way that the front stands are lifted? It will break. Last year, before convention, we took about how many? About 50 so that the welder will weld it again. Do you know how much it took us? Each chair, he took 50 cities. Yeah, because he says that it is not normal metal. So he needed the chemical in addition to the uh, electrolytes or electrode. Uh, before I go into something else. Electrode. So one electrode, he said he bought one for 40 cities. And for the chemical, it's five cities. And five cities for his electric, electricity bill. Each. How can we do this to ourselves? If we are kingdom stewards. I know some of you wish I close. But I'm not closing. I won't close. I refuse to close. After all, I have about 13 minutes more. Look at your time. Let's be responsible. Take care of God's things as if they are yours. And be deliberate in preserving things. Charlie, see, rich people, even rich people, eh? Sometimes we think they are simple. They are not simple. That's all they have. That's what they wear. They don't spend money unnecessarily. That's why they see the shares. I can't even talk about shares, shares, share market here. I can't even talk about stock market. Because you prefer to go and buy chicken ties, frozen food, chicken that have been dead for five years. They import it here. You go and prefer to go and buy one kilo. And chew. 
Amen. Amen. A steward is an agent for the true master who is God himself. A caretaker is an agent. Say, I am an agent of God. Now, apart from taking care of what God gives us well, number two, we must be responsible towards the house itself. We pay light bills here. We pay water bills. Some of you, shamefully, they don't charge their phones at home. This is where they charge their phones. Bow your head in shame. Today I came and I'm here. I'm with you. Listen, if you don't have a space in your house to charge phones, sell that phone. Anything that is becoming a burden for you to maintain, you don't need. How can you come and charge phone? Because ah, the church will pay light bill. Is that how you think? Who is the church? Be responsible. Towards the church. We already have accumulated bills. Don't add to it. If you won't give us to go and pay, don't add to it. I love the temperature in the room. When you drop a pin, you will hear. Don't do that. Number three. Kingdom stewardship includes being financially responsible for the welfare of the church. Financially Recently, we saw a member of parliament laying a crusade against the church. I don't know how many of you saw it, or man TV or whatever. I don't want to mention names here. But you see the deception of our parliamentarians right now. All those pastors he attacked, he has gone back to all their churches. And from what I gathered, every church he went, he dropped an offering of 100,000 Ghana cities. Then you, 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 and I, we are here. And we are like, oh, even Honorable said that when you get money, save your life. When he was about to die, why did he run to the churches? And sometimes church folks, we are the most miserable in all these arguments because we, we, we don't have a mind of our own. Oh, this is what is on social media. Oh, this is what is on social media. So what is social media? Social media, that is a, a platform for fake people. Is it on social media that somebody has 10 names? One of my friends in Accra invited a prophet to speak in his church. So shameful. The first 10 people he called, all of them were over the bar. Because the name he picked, he picked on social media. And they said, no, that's not my name. It's my social media name. And some are fasting and trusting God for word. If you want shortcut. So you are going to people's Twitter account, Instagram account, chat chat, Telegram, Facebook, WhatsApp, and you are looking for information. When the information giver himself is God, some of you, you even go on Facebook and you are like, ah, my followers are not many. That is not real. They told me, I have one account, they say I have exceeded 5,000 people. And yet when I post anything, I don't even get a thousand people liking it. 
and yet I can't receive new visitors. Do you call that a real life? And you are busy living there. So you go on social media, what is trending? Hair gear. Come on. This person posting the hair gear doesn't even have a hair clutch. We must be responsible for the church. Amen. How do you show responsibility to the church? Number one, by giving good offerings. Say good offerings. We know, church, now things are tough. It is a, a, a common thing. But church people don't use our mouth to say things are tough. Because the Bible says life and death lies in the power of the tongue. What you say shall be. We don't say it. Because in tough situations, we know what our God can do. That's why you give better. So through offerings, we are responsible towards the church financially through good offerings. Number two, through sacrificial seeds. Let God speak to you. Don't all, always hear prophecies of, I the Lord, I will make you great. I the Lord, I will make you great. There are also prophecies of, take this money and take it to the church. Yeah, 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 yeah. And let me tell you, I've said this several in the church. There are some things we give to God we will never receive in return. They go and they go. Maybe your children, children are the ones who will receive it. So sacrificial giving and seeds. Number three, pledges. And almost all of us here, we pledged. Please, honor it. Because the Bible says that God sees those who don't honor their pledges as F. O-O-L I can't say it It's too heavy for my mouth F-O-O-L What is it? Eh? Uh, you, do you know where it's coming from? The, 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 the youth people It's easy for you to say fool Have you paid your pledges? <laughs> youth, have you paid your pledges? On night Amen Through pledges Every church, there is a young church, Pastor Abner's colleague. They just started ministry five, seven years ago. They have bought land in Accra. Grace, they are not businessmen. What they do, the pastor and his wife, they take a pledge for themselves for the year. This lady is not even a pharmacist. She's a dispensing technologist. And she was giving 15000 to pay a year. Can I do that here? You talk about money too much. What do you want me to talk about stones? Let's go out and talk about stones. Are you sitting on stone when you came in here? Fifteen thousand. Another people, ten thousand. So, and it is a must. You must look at it. The pledges we took, the highest was a thousand cities, and yet it has not been honored. Some of us, we decided, I think Dr. Ofori said, we should stand up and give whatever we felt we want to give. Let's do, listen, David said, I was young, I am now old. Never seen the righteous forsaking, nor his children begging for bread. If you want to be a beggar of bread, keep your money, God will help you. That's not scripture. You give, the Bible says it is more blessed to what? Somebody sent me a comedy, I laughed. A pastor who went on evangelism. And whilst he was trying to reach out to this boy, the boy just looked at him and said, look at you. 
that Jesus will represent. Are you sure he will even be happy with you? Oh. Then he slapped the pastor. The pastor turned and said, well, they have just practiced a scriptural principle. It is more blessed to give than to receive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yes, he gave. Because it's more blessed. Don't go and fight him. But sometimes, we allow the devil to play this kind of games on us because we are not being responsible. Parents here, are we not proud to go the extra mile for our responsible children? It's the same thing with God. Same thing. Number four, way of showing financial responsibility. Pay your tithes and pay them well. The Bible says, give God a tenth of all your income. Don't say, oh, this month, my income was 1,000 cities, but you see, I have to push 200 to my rent, 200 to my light bills, 200, my mother is not well, 400, so I'll give God four cities. When the tithe is 10 cities, the Bible says you are not different from a thief. Ephesians 4 says, he that stole, let him steal no more. There is a commandment to stop stealing. So stop it. Tell your neighbor, stop it. Tell them, giants don't steal. Are you a giant? Giants don't steal. Stop stealing. 10% is 10%. Give what is due God to him. Look, sometimes you look at some of us, you think that we have money bags in our room. It's good. We will have it, but we don't have it yet. Sometimes it's just a matter of priority. For the past one year, the bars of the church, somebody buys the fuel. Have we ever taken fuel from the church? Every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we have to buy 600 CDs of petrol. And somebody does it. And somebody comes to church. When you are part of such a group, you don't do hoarding. You also give. Amen. Stop hiding. And every day you are behaving as if you are the one who feeds the whole world. Yesterday there was an argument on news file and I was like, Charlie, they say school feeding have not been paid. And the president has traveled on chartered air flights. Who forced us to do school feeding? If you can't feed a child, do you burn them? Now, I don't even want my children to eat that food. I tasted one. I cried here. I tasted one. The tomato in the jollof fermented. Ah! When I confronted the caterer, I said, oh, Pastor, it's not us, so it's the money we are giving. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Why must somebody give birth to their children? And it is somebody's else's responsibility to pay their fees. Why are we doing this? Ghana, are we sick? Why are we doing this? jurisdiction, some of us have had opportunity to go to school. What they do is that they have scholarship for uh, needy students and you must prove that your parents are needy. What do they do? You must show their social security standing. That's why in China, I'm on pen I said, well, one. We share this in China. I had a whole one. Here we give birth to one. If you think you want more children, leave China. Go. 
I'm giving birth to children. And, and sometimes, I, I mean, let me say this, and please don't take it, don't take it wrongly. But sometimes people who are working hard are always working with guilt because it's as if you are not helping others. But I have, do you think we, we can produce plenty? How hard is that work? How hard is it to mourn? <laughs> it's not hard. You counsel the young ladies, go to the clinic, let them tell your woman, hey, it's a taboo. And yet you are giving birth and every day. Come on, how where will the confidence of these children even be? Where will it be? And we bring the attitude to church. My father died, and you people, you have not even come to give me donation. And yet we followed you to the funeral. Hello? Do you know what it takes to travel to a funeral? There is no funeral or wedding we have attended out of town that costed us less than 1000 Sometimes me, me, I'll be honest, take it or leave it. I think that some of these things we do in Africa is not wise. Don't come, give me the thousand cities. Do you know what it will do for me? <laughs> do you know what it will do? I mean, we want to always parade children as if there is a reward in having people around you. There's this big man I pray with. I never met his family till last year. Then I was not surprised the man is very rich. Very, he's one of the richest men in Ghana. In fact, the top five is one, number one. He runs hospitals and hotels and tourist sites across the country. That's all I'll tell you. He's been of a great help to us in building this church. He has one daughter. One. One. He said, Osofo, I used to sell exercise book in Dakoman. Then when I go, I'll be watching how they were doing the thing. So I started buying the sheet and I used my bedroom to start folding, folding, folding. Today, he's a medical doctor. His daughter is a medical doctor who went to Yale University and they have built her a hospital, not one of the ones she and the wife have. You are here. You are waiting for me to let's raise a prayer topic. Father, give us the inheritance of the hidden. The very hospital, I claim it. You are mad. Stand to your feet.